Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. This is GGB Sports, episode 47, St. John's versus Georgetown. Um, no Jackson this week. Uh, he doesn't want to record right now, so th- I've been asking for a couple of weeks now. Uh, i got to get this recorded so we can get it out. I put time into researching this, so just me this week. If you don't want to listen, I totally understand. Uh, in JGB 39, we talked about the Sacred Heart series against Coppin, but on the way back, we actually stopped for Georgetown St. John's, and that was one of the episodes we wanted to talk about. So, the university offers degree programs in 48 disciplines, enrolling an average of 7,500 undergraduate and 10,000 postgraduate students from more than 135 countries. Admission to Georgetown has been deemed the most selective by U.S. News and World Report, with the university receiving 27,650 applications and admitting 11.7% of those who applied for the class of 2025. Wow, uh, I didn't realize it was quite as elite as that. Uh, Georgetown's fairly close to us, it's probably within 45 minutes. Uh, US News and World Report listed Georgetown's athletics program among the 20 best in the nation. Georgetown student athletes have a 94% graduation success rate, and over 100 have gone on to play professionally. Georgetown has won three NCAA Division I team national championships and 23 NCAA Division I individual national championships. The school's athletic teams are nicknamed the Hoyers and include a men's basketball team, which has won a record eight Big East championships, appeared in five Final Fours, and won a national championship in 1984. All right, time out at this point. Um, the boys actually used to be part of the Georgetown Kids Club, mainly Mason, um, but then Jackson when he was a little bit younger as well. Um, it was like $25 a year, something like that, and you used to get free admission for the boys boys into pretty much any sporting event with the exception of the basketball with that being such a, um, an elite one but we all used to get tickets for I think it was three or four games and we didn't realize on the first one we went to um, we said that there was tickets there for us um, it actually covered the adult tickets as well I guess obviously as you have to go with them to supervise um, and the first tickets we had they were like front row it was absolutely amazing the, I don't know how expensive those seats would have been but yeah for $25 we ended up with four seats to a Georgetown basketball game um, fortunately they're not quite as good right now, uh, but when we, we used to watch them, eh, probably about seven or eight years ago, they were particularly good. Uh, the school's team are called Hoyers, a name whose origin is uncertain. Sometime before 1893, students were versed in classical languages, invented the mixed Greek and Latin chant of Hoya Saxa, translating roughly as what or such rocks. The school's basketball team, then called the Stonewalls, began in 1870, but by the 1920s, the term Hoyers was used to describe groups on campus, and by 1920, 28, campus sports riders started using it instead of the older team name like the Hilltoppers. Uh, Jack the Bulldog has been the mascot of Georgetown Athletics program since 1962. And time out again. Um, when you get drive into DC, you can really see Georgetown is really high up. Um, one of the streets that you have to descend to leave Georgetown is one of the steepest ones I've ever seen. Um, it's all cobblestones as well. So yeah, it definitely is on top of a hill. So that name would definitely make sense to me as well. Uh, Georgetown's notable alumni include 28 Rhodes Scholars, 32 Marshall Scholars, 33 Truman Scholars, 429 Fulbright Scholars, two U.S. Presidents, and two U.S. Supreme Court Justices, as well as international royalty and 14 foreign heads of state. The school's alumni include more U.S. diplomats than any other university and members of the United States Congress. 
Former President of the United States Bill Clinton is a 1968 graduate of the School of Foreign Service, while President Lyndon Baines Johnson attended Georgetown Law for a semester in 1934. Ooh, well, I guess they technically had two U.S. presidents, but one semester for LBJ doesn't really count for too much. Um, on the U.S. Supreme Court, alumni include former Associate Justice Antonin Scalia and former Chief Justice Edward Douglas White. And this was the part I thought would be interesting for JJ. He has a he loves uh, the war and the Civil War and, and history in general. Um, the U.S. Civil War greatly affected Georgetown as 1,141 students and alumni enlisted in one army or the other, and the Union Army commandeered university buildings. By the time of President Abraham Lincoln's May 1861 visit to campus, 1,400 troops were living in temporary quarters there. Due to the number of lives lost in the war, enrollment levels remained low until well after the war. Only seven students graduated in 1869, wow, uh, from over 300 the previous decade. When the Georgetown College Boat Club, the school's rowing team, was founded in 1876, it adopted two colors, blue, used for Union uniforms, and gray, used for Confederate uniforms. These colors signified the peaceful unity among students. Subsequently, the school adopted these as its official colors. Yeah, I have a Georgetown hoodie and I really like those colors, but did not know the background to those colors at all until then. So, when I last went to see Georgetown, I'm trying to remember where they played. I want to say it was uh, Shirley Povich Field. I think that's what it was called, um, which is currently used by the Bethesda Big Train. But all changed since I last went. The Washington Nationals Youth Baseball Academy is the signature program of the Nationals Philanthropies, the official charitable arm of the Washington Nationals. Conceived as part of the public-private partnership between the district government and Major League Baseball in the deal that brought Nationals to D.C., the academy operates out of a state-of-the-art nine-acre education and recreation campus constructed in the Fort DuPont Park neighborhood in Ward 7. Through a holistic youth development program, including academic enrichment, physical activity, and health education, the academy impacts a lasting impact on the lives of school-aged children living east of the Anacostia River. Um, there were some facts that went with this. Uh, it says $3 million is the annual operating budget, which is supported by public funding. Uh, 31,000 meals are provided by the academy to scholar-athletes and the surrounding communities in 2022, and 4,000 children aged 6 to 12 have participated in the YBA play program since its inaugural season in 2015. And I'm pretty sure that's the one that Jackson started when he first went to uh, Coppin State. Uh, I think that's kind of what has start, set us off on this road. Now, there was actually a double header. Um, we got to game one, but we didn't get to see the whole of game one. In fact, as we walked in, we noticed there were several different fields. Um, Howard Bison's, which is another university in DC, uh, were playing a softball game. Um, I think we got there around the fourth inning. Um, there was also... Um, like a little league going on. There was a lot of different fields, uh, really impressive venue, uh, free parking, you can pull in, uh, concessions were amazing. I, I guess if you're spending that amount of money, it's gonna be a, a really cool uh, venue. Um, so I think we got in there in the fourth inning, and at that point, it was a 2-0 to St. John's. And uh, we sat down, and that's when it really started to get exciting. So, going on with the rest of the score then, in the fifth inning, St. John's scored four. In the sixth inning, Georgetown scored two. Seventh inning, Georgetown scored two. So starting to come back a little bit at this point six to four and uh oh sorry seven to four and um then in the eighth inning uh, two more for georgetown uh st john sorry and that ended the game nine to four 12 hits for st john's uh, 10 for georgetown and no errors from either team uh, xavier colhosser took the win for xavier and uh, andrew williams took the loss for georgetown uh, it was a 3.30 start. The game was just under three hours, and the attendance, not 100, 503. So that, I think they really are counting for that because 
makes you wonder why they wouldn't just say 500. Although people could easily move from one field to another field, so I'm not quite sure how they could tell exactly what the attendance was uh, for that. Uh, temperature was 60 degrees, and... Um, one thing I made a note of because I was going to ask Jackson about was, and it was really Mason because uh, Mason was uh, with us for this one, um, was something called the Mumbo Sauce, which or Mambo Sauce, which I'd never heard of before. Uh, we ordered hot dogs and we kind of tried it and it's good. So Mambo Sauce or Mumbo Sauce is a condiment developed and popularized in Washington, D.C. takeout restaurants. The red-orange sauce is similar to barbecue sauce but somewhat sweeter and also somewhat spicier or more sour. There is some variation in flavor and consistency, it says. It is put onto fried chicken wings, french fries, jumbo shrimp fried rice the origins ingredients and mumbo sauce are subject to great dispute actually i get a feeling it wasn't hot dogs perhaps it was nachos we put it on anyway it doesn't matter it is often compared to chicago's mild sauce in 2018 dc mayor muriel bowser drew national attention when she called mumbo sauce annoying in a facebook post she also questioned whether it was quintessentially dc her comments sparked controversy while her spokesman said that her remarks were meant to liven thanksgiving discussions uh, sounds like a devil's advocate right there uh, we sat on the grass on the first base side next to the Georgetown bullpen, and one of the things we really noticed for this game is it was really difficult. For the amount of money they spent, there was no natural way to get out of the stadium. So it looked like part of the fence had been pushed back, and people had to kind of climb out. And you can imagine somebody losing their balance and easily injuring themselves to get out. Um, yeah, one of the strange little features of... Um of that stadium. Now, there was a 45-minute gap between games. Jackson did want to watch game two, but having already seen the Coppin game as well, and most of this one, we didn't want to wait a long 45 minutes, so we didn't go to that. Um, but just for the score, um, Georgetown uh, scored two in the third, uh, one in the fifth, uh, three in the seventh, so they were already 6-0 up at this point. St. John's did get two runs back, uh, but final score was 14, uh, sorry, 6-2 with 14 hits for Georgetown and four hits for St. John's. Uh, the other thing I meant to mention for the other game was, I I think we saw about three or four home runs so although we missed the first three or four innings i think we actually timed it pretty well we went when most of the action uh was actually happening and um, there was supposed to be a third game in the series on april 30th uh 12 30 there was supposed to be the third game in the series um actually got cancelled uh, because of rain and that was pretty much going to be the review as i was starting to do my research we probably would have padded it out a little bit and we probably would have talked about some other things as well um but then i saw on the georgetown website as i was looking that there was a match against Xavier. So on the 20th of June, um, it was Georgetown against Xavier. Uh, the result for this one went Xavier got three in the third, one in the fourth, uh, Georgetown got two in the fourth. Uh, Georgetown got three in the sixth, and Xavier got one in the sixth. Uh, Georgetown got one in the seventh, and final score was Georgetown six, Xavier five. 13 hits for Georgetown, 10 for Xavier, and two errors. And the story that went with it mentioned the fact that Georgetown captured its 29th win of the season. Uh, today's win secured back-to-back -back winning seasons for the first time since 1985-86. Like I said, basketball is well known for Georgetown, baseball not so much, and that would probably be one of the reasons why then. Uh, Carapaloti hit his 15th home run of the season, uh, Easy hit his 10th home run of the season, and Hyde hit his 15th home run of the season. So yeah, quite a few uh, home runs from that team. And in the review, it mentioned, uh, the Georgetown University baseball team defeated the Xavier Musketeers 6-5 on Saturday. With the win, Georgetown captured its first road series against win against Xavier since 2015. The Hoyas also clinched a berth in the Big East Championships for the second consecutive season. This is the first time in program history that Georgetown has advanced to postseason play in back-to-back -back seasons. So kind of a, like an historic run, kind of like it was for Coppin State last year. So I thought it was kind of worth, I put this one on hold, 
And this is why this didn't get recorded immediately. I wanted to see kind of what actually happened. Um, Quote, what a day of our organization. In my 19 years of coaching, I haven't been more, I haven't been more of a group than these guys. We fought a lot this year to get to this point. Having it come down to our final two games and it being must wins, we were able to execute, and I'm just so proud of our guys. Being the first team in program history to make it to postseason play in back to back seasons is an unbelievable feeling, but the work isn't done yet. End quote. And uh, yeah, not just having to win two games, but having to win two games against Xavier, who um, had a really good record within that division, too. Um, with a win and loss by Crichton, Georgetown will be back in the Big East Championships for a second consecutive season, and the Hoyers will take on number one seed UConn on Wednesday, May 24th at Prasco Park in Mason, Ohio. So, um, yeah, not only did they have to win, they had to rely on losses for the other team. So there was definitely parallels here with what happened with Coppin State at the end of this season as well. So fast forward then to May 24th, Georgetown number four versus Connecticut number one. Uh, in the third inning, Connecticut took the lead 1-0. In the fourth, they extended it to 2-0. Uh, Georgetown then scored a run, and then they scored two in the sixth to take a 3-2 lead. Uh, Connecticut tied it up with uh, one run in the seventh. Georgetown took the lead again in the eighth, but Charette surrendered the lead with two runs up in the eighth, and final score 5-4. 11 hits for Connecticut and seven for Georgetown and no errors. Two hours and 15 minutes uh, very short game uh, 82 was the temperature and um, the summary on from biggeast.com said in the bottom of the fourth Paul Tamaro got a home run for UConn uh, Angelo DA home to left field in the top of the fifth in the sixth Austin Kretschmar hit a homer for Georgetown. Uh, UConn in the seventh had the game's fourth consecutive home run with Luke Broadhurst. And then Georgetown's Zide Walker added a home run in the top of the eighth. Now, this is kind of like the uh, NEC tournament that we reviewed. This is a double elimination tournament. So Georgetown aren't out yet. But on the next day, Thursday, May 25th, they had to play Seton Hall, who I believe probably also took a loss in their first game. Uh, Georgetown took the lead in the first, 1-0. Uh, they extended it to 3-0 in the fifth. Seton Hall got one back in the sixth and seventh. And then Georgetown finished it with three in the eighth. Final score, six to three. Uh, eight hits for Georgetown and 11 for Seton Hall. So less hits, but more runs. So situational as always with things like this. Uh, game time was two hours and a, two and a half hours. And uh, the scoring was... Uh, oh, actually, I didn't write down the scoring for this one. I thought I'd actually written this one down. Um, for the next game then, so they then got a bye on Friday, and this went into Saturday, and they had to face, uh, you can't, oh, oh, it looks like I wrote down the wrong thing, but I didn't notice this until earlier. I have the scores, but I don't have the, um, I don't have which innings there are. So they had to play Connecticut, which is the number one seeds, uh, for a second time. And the scoring was in the third, uh, Freeburger singled up the middle. Uh, in the third, Huber home to right field. Uh, on the third, also, Broadhurst reached on a fielding error, and there was another unearned run. In the fourth, Freeburger singled through the right side, and Huber singled through the right side. So, yeah, Connecticut kind of dominated early on this one and took the win. With it being double elimination, that was the end of the tournament. But just so you can see how it finished, on the Saturday, uh, UConn beat Xavier University 6-4. to four. Uh, But then in the second match, uh, Xavier beat UConn 7-3 and took down the champion. So Xavier overall won the, the Big East tournament and it just goes to show you how impressive it was for Georgetown to even make it there, um, having beat Xavier twice in those last two games just to even get there. 
Um, the all-tournament team, Owen Carapalotti from Georgetown uh, was the catcher. Pat D'Amico from Seton Hall was an infielder. David Smith from UConn was an outfielder. Garrett Coe from UConn was a pitcher. Uh, Paul Tomorrow from UConn was an infielder. And Ben Huber from... Uh, UConn was an infielder as well. Carter Hendrickson from Xavier was an outfielder. Jack Housinger from Xavier was an infielder. Tyler DeMartino from Xavier was a DH. Andrew Walker was an outfielder. And Brent Alazaus from Xavier was a pitcher. And overall, Jack Housinger from Xavier was the infielder who got the most outstanding player. And if you notice, there was not many teams mentioned. There wasn't. Uh, Xavier, uh, well, obviously won the tournament. Probably had the best team. They had five people nominated. Uh, UConn had four, and then Seton Hall had one, and Georgetown just had one as well. So sorry, it's not the normal review. Sorry, we didn't get to hear JJ's dulcet tones. Hopefully, we can get him back soon.